Welcome, 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 ladies, gentlemen, germs, and all of those in between. Guys, we have made it to another episode of the Young Blood Podcast. How, why, when, we'll stop, couldn't tell you. But one thing I can say is this is episode 22. Mr. Andy Clements, guys. Andy Clements is a fucking legend around downtown Boise. He not only manages one of the most renowned restaurants that I personally can recommend to you, but he is an amazing character, an awesome bar manager, and also known as DJ Bro Chacho. Check him out on Instagram. Check him out online. He does have everything when it comes down to being a great human. Check him out, guys. Andy Clemens, episode 22 of the Young Blood Podcast. Cheers. My mystical camera guy Camden here to make sure we're uh, sounding good on every level. You know, I just wanted to make sure. I don't think your camera was getting uh, the mic audio was just getting uh, what it could. So, but it's working now. We're still live. Anyways, I'll have to maybe cut that first couple minutes out for the uh, Apple portion. No worries, no worries. Let's use uh, what's good. Yeah. So <laughs> no, at least it's not like when I had an episode with Clay. Um, me and him lost an hour and like half of footage. Yeah, no, that's. It's, it's not like you can just sit down and say, "Let's reshoot," because you're never gonna get the same the it's, same footage. You know, it's yeah. like in this format, we could do the same conversation tomorrow. It's gonna be completely different. Exactly, and I'm sorry. I'm trying to actually change up the way that I do, like, do my intros because I I normally introduce the person and go, "Oh, blah blah blah," and just one cut the whole the whole way. Um, but I want to start kind of doing a pre-recorded before I do the show intro of that person that's a little more exciting a little more like this yeah. is that person this is what they're about enjoy the show and then go into my pre-song intro song or whatever and then kind of cut into the show like a couple minutes in where we start actually getting into it yeah no you for know? sure for sure and that's what I, I hate like i hate doing it this way but i fucking love it in the same sense that I do copy Joe Rogan's platform because he does it fucking right. Like the way he does it, there's no, there's no reason for me in my head to see, to do it differently. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I like that straight through format, you know? So, you know, I do a lot of promo and my big rule is, uh, so watching like marketing videos and advertising videos, I used to hate seeing everyone like cut every 10 seconds. And it made me think like, yo, you can't put two sentences together without having a problem. You know, what are you doing? Right. Like, you can't do 10 seconds is the most you can do without having to cut. So I made sure every video I ever did, even if there's a little bit of mistakes in it, we did one shot because it just feels so like truthful and natural. Right. If there's cuts, like and it feels like someone's lying to you. People always ask me after doing a show, they're like, dude, can you like cut some of this shit out? Or I'm like, no, man, it's all one fucking gum. <laughs> so like, well, if you remember when you asked me to be on, I said I will. I only want to do it if there's no editing process, dude. It's it's it's. <laughs> I, if I, there's a mistake, hard. I want it to be on me, not on you. You know, right? It's hard too, man. Like it's one of those things that you gotta have. For one, one thing I do want to tell everybody about. I wish Cameron. Camden was here because I could go through the efforts of like actually showing everybody the whole new setup we have going on. Um, but I just built a whole new fucking computer. Um, also, if you guys notice, there is some fluttering in the video. That's just because of the HDMI cables. I'm 
gotta buy all new expensive nice stuff you'd be so surprised just using cheap connectors and <laughs> shit like that like the the trouble it's given me and the the bullshit i've gone through um oh shit but um basically i've rebuilt a computer i've got a whole new array of cameras because i was doing plug and play usbs and i didn't have like a strong enough computer to handle all that all that extra usb crap um but uh there you go thanks send them a wave um but yeah man i uh i upgraded everything and andy you're the you're the guinea pig the number one the first uh the first go <laughs> let's go baby let's go I know. when eric he your your uh your bartender you know from the reef yeah when yes he came on he did a real estate uh, real estate podcast with angela that was super fun uh if you literally have no idea how to buy a house or are convinced that you can't buy a house uh, listen to that podcast if you're, especially if you're in mid-20s uh, late 20s, early 30s, you know, and you have no idea what you're doing and you think you won't qualify, you surprise yourself when you listen to that podcast, you know. And it's all about the lender. Um, but give that give that show a listen. But he came on and the fucking, the whole thing, the whole video portion of it was ruined. So I couldn't even, I couldn't even really post the video. Yeah. And that's why I'm not using webcam cameras anymore. I'm actually using real camcorders that have HDMI on them and HDMI converters. Uh, that are little separate cards that I plug the HDMI into that goes into the back of the computer. Okay. USB 3.0. Well, I guess, and also real quick, shout out Eric Martinez. Woo! If you need a house, that dude is one of the biggest hustlers I've ever met. If he's not working, he's thinking of new ways to make money at work. <laughs> like, you know, if you tell him that you need a house and you need a lot of help, you can show up at his, you can, I'm not show up, I'm sorry, you can call him at two in the morning and if he knows that you're really trying to get something done, he's going to answer the phone. That guy just won't quit. He, he just won't at all. So if you need help, you can find him behind the bar at Reef, Eric Martinez. Hit him up. Right, dude. And a whole th like big thing about this show that I'm trying to accomplish is um, when people come on and spend their time and, uh, you know, essentially waste it if it's not done right. Yeah. I, I, I want to do this for the people that aren't just watching the show, but they're coming on the show because I, I want to give them the experience they are expecting when they come in here, you know, and uh, having full availability of the recording, the things you guys said, you know, and actually being able to get it back to them is a big thing. Um, and so, like I said with you earlier, you know, there's, there's one of the cameras here that I actually do have an SD card in it that record the whole show on a hard copy. I'm digitally recording it through a computer you know, and clearly, you know, blah, 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 I got the camera. <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. And learning how to do that and also finding out that there's not very many apps that are free and, you know, that allow you to do this stuff. And uh, this camera I actually got on Facebook Marketplace for 40 bucks. Um, and that's just because the guy didn't know what it was. He didn't realize it was an actual JVC camera, which are stupid fucking expensive. Well, see, no, way. that's the thing. If you look online, everyone's always selling audio and video equipment for next to nothing because it was gifted to them or they bought it. And they don't understand how devaluation works. And so if you want to get into, I mean, you know how much I'm into audio. Like, <laughs> If you want to get into audio or video, if you pay attention and get like some help from a few friends, you can put together a lot of stuff for really affordable. Right. Well, same thing goes with the computer I built. I, I built it off Facebook Marketplace. Like I just, I found a guy that was selling a processor with a cooler on it and it was on a pretty nice gaming motherboard that was just outdated a bit. Um, and I spent like a, like a, a small amount on that and then... 
ended up not completely fitting in my old computer that I was my workhorse of a computer like that I thought was a workhorse of a computer but <laughs> come to find out this thing was like brand new in 2011 and it's nine years ago guys like holy shit I forget how far data has come and streaming has come or like old computers like that like if you're trying to get in a lot that's something I also want to touch on is like a lot of people are getting into what I'm doing right now I am like by any means I'm not cooler than you because I got into this first whatever you know if you want to start a podcast fucking do it you know so maybe listen to some of this advice buy a really good fucking computer before you even start thinking about it um and that's only be I'm saying that because I do video um and I don't really get a lot of people who watch the videos and that's not the point but it's like eventually I'll have all this figured out well no and then but with the video you may not have a ton of views now but if we're going to take it to the extreme, look at your David Dobrik and your Logan Paul, you know? At first, you know, David Dobrik's one of my favorite YouTube influencers. His first video had, like, 20 views on it. Right. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting about 20 per video. Like, 20 views. His last video right. had 7 million, you know? Right, and that's only on YouTube. Like getting actual genuine, I have twenty five subscribers on the YouTube account, though. So that's it's, no, that's a start, you know. Huge and, for YouTube, and then you, know? you you you're using YouTube, and you can cross promote against uh, across all the platforms, right? And you just get that count up, and it may suck at first. And I think a, obviously you have to have quality content, but a huge difference between the winners and losers in this is the people who make five videos and think, oh, I didn't win. You know, I didn't get a ton of followers, so like, I hate this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Versus the people that said, oh, 25 people like my content? I better double down and make more content because 20 kids are waiting for my next video. That that's, has a lot to do with what Rondell said on one of the episodes. He, word for word, was like, dude, there's one motherfucker out there who listens to this and who's really has no idea who you are but thinks you're dope. You know, yeah. do it for that one motherfucker. The, the, one guy, the one guy that's excited about it. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's... One of those crazy things, I don't know if I've told you or I've probably mentioned it in a couple episodes uh, recently, um, the last time I checked on my Spotify and analytics, I'm in five countries. I have... And you did mention an, that. Yeah, with an average listening time of over an hour and a half. And see, that's so fascinating because, you know, you talk right. about, like, this is a locals podcast about Boise, Idaho, and yet we're getting, you know, you're getting people that from other countries that want to hear. So Iceland, Greenland, uh, New Zealand... Uh, Fucking Russia, I think were the ones that I saw. I can't. I can't remember all. Which of is them. just. It's just a weird list of countries, dude. Some Iceland people just really want to. They, me out the they weren't. They just really want to know what's happening in Boise, Idaho. You know. And I, like the original few episodes, I didn't have such a hardcore premise like that. You know, it wasn't all about Boise, Idaho. It wasn't as strict of a thing. Um, it just kind of developed into that, and I like that more because it's just. It's been fucking. It, this has been so fun. Like, every guest that I have on, the people oh, well, that I... Oh, of course, and Boise's such a dynamic town, you yeah, know? Man, like, Dusty, the, I don't know if uh, you heard about that. He came on and he played live music on the podcast last, this uh, like, this weekend. Oh, nice. He came on and played live music on the show. Dusty, what's his last name? Dusty, Dustin Isaac from the Tumbleweeds. Okay, from the Tumbleweeds. Yeah. Dope. Very good. Very Dude, good. The lead singer of Tumbleweeds came on and talked about what, what they were doing and how they're trying to figure it out and, you know, what's kind of next for them. Um, and, you know, people who don't necessarily know about him, like, uh, do you have Spotify on your phone? Fuck, dude. Uh, I, I, if you can, pull it up, go for it, the, the podcast, and hit a, hit a like and a follow. That's the one. Let's do it. You won't, you've met me. You know I'm this guy. 
and everybody listening on Instagram or the two listeners on the Apple and Spotify combined, you guys go do the same thing. Hit that follow and like button. Uh, for real, I don't know how I keep getting viewers and I don't know how we keep growing, but I'm not going to stop doing this. So if you guys are hanging out, I guess I'm here too. Uh, and that's the coolest part about this thing is like I'm trying to tell my, my buddy Andy here is these conversations, I'll say it once and I'll, I'll say it a million more times, would never happen if we didn't have the show. Well, no, it's, it's again, I come back to if you look at Boise, Idaho, it's one of the fastest growing places in the country. Everyone's looking at Boise right now. And in the past, especially 10 years, there's been a cultural movement you've never seen in a town like this, you know? The the growth of the arts, arts and music, you know, and community ideas is just it's been exponential for ten years. Right. Well, and so it's the, also I, I feel like scary this, to see as well. It's, it's well, it can be kind so of fast. It can be kind of scary, but I think it's what we should be celebrating. You know, we went from a highly rural state with you know nothing really happening outside of a couple of fairs and rodeos to now every weekend outside of COVID season. You can go down to the park and see art, tattoos, music, you know. Lots of culture. There's a, it's, Boise has its own little town populace, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting to see. And I, I, I didn't grow up for the first 15 years of my life into it, but I grew up enough, you know, where I wasn't an adult here when I moved here. I was literally 15 or something, 16 when I first moved here. And, you know, from that to now, it's almost 10 years. Um, and so I've been here for 10 years. Well, and see, even as an Idaho native, I'd say you have more experience in Boise than I did because I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Right. We came to Boise to eat sushi. Right. Like, that's what we did. You go to <laughs> Boise to eat sushi and to go to the Morrison Center for a concert right. like twice a year. It wasn't until I graduated from U of I and I came down here and moved into Boise. When I first moved here, I'd been living in Idaho pretty much my whole life. And I'd go on a walk for an hour every night just so I could see what like what was around right i'd try to turn on a podcast and i go for a walk and be like oh that's neat didn't know we have that that's cool never seen that before and i just map out little routes and just go for an hour walk every night see i was the kind of like boise native that in high school we would go do stupid shit like fucking break into this old pen (laughs) 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 like which a funny story about that my girlfriend actually works at the old pen right now uh, she's a like a museum attendant or whatever. Or like I don't really necessarily. She just works for the museum department of Idaho, so that's really cool. Actually, uh, we went to the Idaho State Museum the other day, and you know how you go to the rock shops that all the hippies go to and buy all the rocks from. They're like fucking. You see the big rocks are like forty bucks and shit. Yeah, uh, I know this because I go there and buy rocks. Um, <laughs> 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 and I fucking was uh, doing this stupid Idaho State Museum thing, you know. Idaho's the gem state, so clearly they're going to have some rocks there, you know, on, dis- oh, yeah. on display and shit. Um, and mainly it was just kind of a little natural history and uh, just, so it's only two years old. Pretty new museum. They just built it. Cool, fun little interactive thing. But the, the shitty thing was that it was halfway shut down because uh, everything's touchy-touchy-feely. Yeah, no, you, you, you can't go in and feel the experience. You got to just visually see it now because of safety concerns. Right, and there was a fair amount of interactive displays that were like that. So it was, it was subpar to what it could have been, but it was a good time for sure. And, you know, at the end, long story boring, um, I fucking, I'm walking through the gift shop, dude, and they have these, like, full-on shards of fucking quartz that are, like, this big around and fucking... Um, like shit you not the size of this uh white claw can for 12 bucks 
<laughs> I was just like, dude, what the fuck? And I was like, babe, like, why didn't you tell me they sold rocks here, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, she was like, oh yeah, I was gonna tell you that. You're, I knew you were gonna be fucking pumped. I'm over here like geeking out, like, oh dude, twelve dollars. Uh, <laughs> Give me a handful of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all. I'll take all of them. And you know, there's one thing that I, I haven't told a lot of people on the show. Um, I'm a pretty big rock hound. You know, um, uh, there was this one time where we went up by Seattle, Washington. Uh, it, this was so cool because it was something like you've never done it before or seen and read about in books, you know, and uh, we just pulled off the side of the freeway and then just led straight into the fucking side of some tree infested mountain, like absolutely covered from fucking inch to inch to inch in tree trunks like you like. And the crazy thing is, I don't know if anybody who, I don't, you, were you ever a roofer? Do you know what 1212 pitch means? No, that's uh, I've done my construction, but I luckily got to stay right. out of roofing. Right, so that almost means like nearly vertical. You know, like it's fucking, you know, and so it, it's so high up on this hill. Like if you start hiking on a trail, then you just break off the trail and go straight up, climbing through the trees, and it gets to the point where you're actually like you're not climbing or hiking anymore. You're climbing up the mountain via tree. Like yeah, you're just fucking no, no, just pulling yourself up yeah, because it's the craziest experience, and uh, especially when you're on acid. But it's what you want to It wouldn't be finding rocks if you weren't doing drugs. I can say that. <laughs> when, a, when a hippie tells you they had a wilderness experience, it involved mushrooms or acid, just know that much. Oh, man. I shit you not. We're digging. We're fucking, or we're digging through these trees, not even digging into the ground yet. And we get to the point where we're on, we're like, we reach this like platform that's been built kind of by my, my two homies on what they built it themselves. They're like, this is our spot, bro. You know? And <laughs> we're fucking literally like digging with our hands and fucking just a fucking pick, little pick, you know? And we're just moving dirt, moving dirt. We're digging straight into the like side of the mountain because it's so vertical. Like you're not digging down, you're digging. No, no, you're, yeah. Yeah. So, and the, the crazy thing about this whole like area was like it's been uh, so heavily populated with trees forever, but also been hit by forest fires so many times so the pressure from all the fires is what like created all these gemstones and shit i don't know the science behind it i'm not a fucking geologist but <laughs> jesus christ we're in the fucking dirt tripping balls on drugs but rocks like not just rocks but like full-on gemstones bro like fucking clear as day purple amethysts are just like the size of a fucking um gumdrop or a fucking gumball you know like a good yeah size no just just coming just, out of the- just dropping every time you fucking hit and you're like we're all like grabbing them faster than the next one can i came home from that trip and this is in washington i took a greyhound home with two and a half bags gallon sized bags of crystal quartz and i was praying to the god almighty above that it didn't get like pulled over because they're like what are these bags of crystals and you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> bags doing bro <laughs> like what and especially because I did, like, already have stuff on me that I didn't want to get in trouble for, you know, so like, I didn't want them to think more. <laughs> Greyhound, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, never said it. You didn't hear it from me, but definitely take the route if you're worried about your contents being searched. <laughs> it's a little less strict than flying. Let me just say that. <laughs> just- also, 24-hour long Greyhound trip to get from Seattle to Boise. That's a lot of stops. Holy shit. No, that's a lot of stops. You can only sleep for like two hours because you're just like so fucking uncomfortable. It's just like, uh. <laughs> No, so that's super long because I have a lot of friends that, you know, they ride the bus down from Moscow 
for school, and it's a bus, so it's slow, but that's still done in seven hours. Right, right. It feels like it's, and then Seattle, you can fly there in 45 minutes. It takes you a whole day to ride a bus back. Dude, you know that little fucking gold mine of a town that I've just recently gotten exposed to and I'm absolutely in love with in Idaho? Coeur d'Alene. It's fucking oh, yeah, no, it's, sweet, It's man. amazing. So, Spoke Compton's kind of ghetto, but, like, fucking Coeur d'Alene, dude, is a dope little town. No, it's gorgeous. So when we were at school in Moscow, every fraternity used to go and do a cruise on the lake where they have these huge boats that hold, like, 200 people, and you just do, like, one lap around the lake. It takes three hours. Go nice and slow. And they have a DJ, and it's just a party. And we did it every year. It was so much fun. You went to school up north, so you're not you're not a uh, you're not a shy to the whole quarter lane custom. Like where? No. You... So we we uh we did several events. Go ahead up and in... keep this like a fucking fist away from your face too. So like talk into it pretty close to. Oh, me. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I, I sanitized it before you got here. <laughs> Thank I, I you. Do before every show. Um, <laughs> no. So quarter lane is like when you wanted to take a vacation, it was an hour away. So it's so easy to go to quarter lane. And so we would do it a couple times a year. And it's just, it's a little town. And it's so beautiful. I guess the one I really want to see, I haven't been to Sandpoint yet, which is just right by Coeur d'Alene, Do you know where too. Marissa's from? Marissa and uh, fucking... Well, no, that's where Marissa's from. And, and, the, and then Nizzoli's up there running the restaurant now. Is so. he, I know he moved away, like, and I wasn't sure exactly how that was all going to work out with, like, the pandemic, but... <laughs> well, it's, a, it's his father's spot, so he's going up there to help him run that. Oh, but that that whole area is just so secluded, and it's all—I mean, Rocky Mountains, big mountains, big trees, and beautiful lakes. Like, what's not to like about it? I mean, I was also just like—I'm—I'm I'm glued to Boise. I've never had like had the opportunity to get out there and check it out. And um, my girlfriend and I got an Airbnb and went downtown Coeur Lane one night and just really just experienced it. It's really cool, and it's—it's kind of interesting. I feel like the sushi there is a little better than here in Boise. It's like a little closer to the northern Washington. It, it, I mean, it could be because they could have a Seattle sending it in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, so in Spokane's, like, Spokane's like a huge a municipality, too. So if you buy it from Spokane, it's Spokane's big. Spokane's fucking huge. Like, I didn't realize how big it was until I just Well, because it's like there. the Spokane Valley is kind of like the Treasure Valley when you look at population size. But it's much more denser there than it is here. That's the big difference. It is. Because the Treasure Valley has as many people as Spokane Valley does, but it stretches from Mountain Home all the way to the border. You right, know? right. And so it's a trip, too. Like it's, it's, a, it's Idaho, but it's Washington more than anything. Like it's, more, it's just a, an interesting hybrid. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's nothing like Boise, where Boise is just straight fucking its own entity, its own little breed. You know, and people, oh yeah, <laughs> and it's it's making me nervous because it's starting to get brought up a whole lot more on like Joe Rogan and like all these podcasts and these travel sites and these magazines and Forbes and fucking everything. And one thing I kind of can say is uh, as cool as it is, but as shitty as it is, whatever you want to call it, I personally think it sucks that everybody's moving here because it's at a good level now, and it's like already unmanageable as far as the um, infrastructure goes you know like they don't have any preparation for the size that this town's about to get well i so with that i think we fell behind on that because no one ever expected boise and even meridian nampa and caldwell are seeing this too no one ever expected boise to blow up like this and i get i'm a redneck from south nampa and i have plenty of family and plenty of friends that hate Californians hate Seattle people, hate Portland people for coming in, you know, messing up the state. 
But I think on the other side, you got to look about it. Like my industry, the bar and restaurant industry, people from California come here like, oh, cocktails only $8, not $27. (laughs) Like I'm going to have Vegas. I'll have 10 of them. You know, it's like these these industries, which America's becoming a service economy. The service industry benefits greatly from people coming into this state. And then if you're talking just general economic growth, like we have some issues like housing is a definite issue. We can't build them quick enough. So the price keeps going up. Mm -hmm. But having more people come in and bring more money into the state, I think on whole is going to be a real huge benefit for us. And Boise has become more of a big city, but it's also Boise. Cascades just down the street. McCall's just down the street. Stanley and Redfish are just down the street. We can live in that metro of Boise and we can go see, you know, a big concert with 10,000 of our friends on Thursday night and we can be at Redfish Lake by Friday morning. Right. Where else can you do that? There is no state like this place. Like there's there's Colorado, there's Washington, there's Oregon. They're, they're all have their own little secret cool things about them. But it's this state being located where it is, is it's gotten a hybrid of everything. And that's, that's where I'm okay with it getting a little bit bigger because that hybrid doesn't go away just because Boise gets a little bigger. Right. It just means that we, instead of, you know, only being able to get some, you know, what what's a good example? Instead of getting like E40 and Ludacris coming through every year, which huge fans, now all of a sudden the baby's coming every year because we're big enough to support right. that kind of show, you know? Is uh, Tech Nine still coming out here all the time? Or oh, Tech it... Nine's never going to stop coming out here. And I, <laughs> I fucking love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> that guy comes out here all the fucking time. Well, I hear his family lives up in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, really? That and then he's, he's actually made a lot of friends in Boise. So a lot of people... Like my tattoo artist tattoos him. Exactly. Like people... And he knows people in Boise. And Boise, he'll play two nights in a row and sell out. <laughs> who, else could, who, could, who else could say that? <laughs> I play two nights in a row and sell out both nights three months in advance of the show. Right. That, by the way, is something we didn't really mention. DJ Brochacho, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, yes, sir. For those of you not listening or do not know of Andy, he is a local DJ from around here. Um, and he's, he's very prominent, man. He's been, he probably knows every single, if, if you have been to a bar at least a few times in your life down here, he has probably seen you, whether or not you know him or recognize him, you should probably do that. <laughs> I, I have played your evening soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> one time or another. If you've drank downtown Boise, you've heard his music guys, DJ bro, Chacho. <laughs> here. I'm here. That being said, uh, it's kind of cool that you're here because I can uh, talk to you some a bit about your experience here. I know Brandon. One thing he did have a lot of positive things to say about was when um, he did come on the show. He he straight up was like, "Dude, I'm nervous now." Like I I, I was just kind of like, "Oh, cool, whatever, whatever." I'm like, Fuck a podcast, cool. I'm gonna go on it, and then I get to your your house. I see the setup, and I'm like, "Fuck, what am I gonna talk about?" You know, that was his exact exact words. And he, he was just like, you see the lights, you see the cameras. Like, it, it, it kind of hits you a little harder. It kind of solidifies a little more. That it's like, this is being, you know, this is being recorded. This is being broadcasted. This is going to get posted. People are going to hear it, you know. And like you said, it's kind of a big thing that we're in so many different countries now and that it's growing in the rate that it is. And because I never expected that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> for sure. For sure. But so I guess so. What do you, let's we'll bring so, up some some topics. Let's so hit it. The questions I have to say is like, what's your, what was your experience and your first thoughts when you first walked in, like and saw everything, and you're like, oh, well, even though you've been, you've you've been in the studio before, 
you've been in my house before. Like, this is clearly in my living room. I'm not fucking falling, like, <laughs> falling that hard to where I can pay for an offsite studio yet. Um, just like every other podcaster when they're starting out, you know, this is a, uh, a living room studio, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's, I've dedicated my entire portion of my apartment just to this show. You know, I can't even use my <laughs> dining room table just to eat on it. It drives my girlfriend crazy, you know. And it's, it's, I've put a lot of effort and dedication into this. What do you, what was your experience when you first walked in? Well, and so walking into this, like, it feels like it's natural and gorilla, which I like. So I do online streaming as a DJ and like a couple of the setups I walk into are just like this, like definitely a dining room table, not mad about it. <laughs> and then you see like, you see there's a nice computer, you got the mixers there, you got cameras, everything's already set up. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do it professionally. Like we're going to try to create good quality content. And is it in a dining room? Sure. I've DJed <laughs> out of a bedroom before. What's the big deal? Like multiple bedrooms. I've sat up with a green screen behind me. Right. But that like kind of underground gorilla aspect of just like, we're hustling. We don't know. We don't know what we have right. here yet, but we're just going to give it our all right. and set up the best we can afford with the space that we are giving. I think that's so fun. Like It's so much fun, man. I love everything I'm doing here. It's, and, you know, you don't need the huge professional studio. You just need people with good attitudes hanging out. Right. And it's the coolest part about it is, is when you do do it in this aspect of things, when you do kind of like have that built, not bought, mentality yeah it's it, it's something that is just it's more wholesome it's more passionate it's just it's more genuine everything you do is just it's real you know it's it's you care about what you're doing here you like every single item has been bought one at a time i didn't buy a podcasting kit on fucking amazon for two grand i just came with everything right you know? matt shredder one of our close friends lended me this fucking soundboard uh i bought the the microphone stance for myself you know i did i did <clears throat> all this soundproofing i did by hand and you know my next my next upgrade eventually is i'm gonna hang a wire uh from that corner to uh that corner and then put a curtain right here you yeah know? so that just kind of completely encloses this area from the other portion of my living room and then i'm gonna have a curtain on <clears throat> this entryway right here so literally when i'm in here this is the studio there's like no reason or anything blocking that state of mind, you know? Well, so, so when I lived in one of uh, one of the houses I used to live in, when I first started DJing, this is where I did the most practice, is we had an extra, we had like two living rooms as it kind of just worked out. Like one was a kind of a living room or a bedroom, however you want it to be. And so it was in the back of the house. I put one couch in it. I put the dining room table that my mom gave me that was her old one. And then I had a couple little lights that I could you know, make it so it could strobe in there, you know, and right. feel kind of clubby. And it was a dude in North End Boise just hanging out in his back room, DJing on a, on a kitchen table <laughs> to the goldfish that's hanging out there, you know? Right. And it was, it was so cheap. And like, this is nice. That shit was so cheap. It was so ghetto. I had my grandpa's speakers. The only thing that was nice was the DJ equipment. Right. <laughs> but I spent hours and hours in there just practicing. Like that's, that's a spot that got me to where like people started paying me money to do this. Right. Exactly. And it's, it's and all I, about, I still that. miss that studio. Like it wasn't <laughs> even nice. I still miss that studio. Dude, that's, that's the coolest thing about everything, man. I'm, I'm really building this one step at a time. 
literally the processing computer that's behind you right now. I built it. <laughs> <laughs> I built it. I bought parts, put it all together just because I was tired of um, if I don't know, you guys heard the story, but there was at least two to three podcasts that were one either completely ruined that were unposted because uh, uh, processing errors and overheating on my shit. So my processor was overheating uh, because it was just an older computer and it just didn't have very good airflow. And it was a pretty good setup on it. You know, it was like a newer uh, six core processor and uh, just on an old setup. You know, it was still a workhorse for what it was. Um, but it still wasn't enough, you know, <laughs> it still wasn't enough. So I went out, I went out and had to upgrade and restart the whole thing. And, uh, I opened my eyes to this new world of building and, uh, totally custom modding your own computers. Like this, this, this is just fucking so extensive. Like it's crazy. Oh yeah. No, I'd say I have family members and friends that do it. Like it's a whole subset of technology. Holy <laughs> shit. And <laughs> My older brother, when I was like 10 years old, maybe, like he's 10 years older than me. So when he was like 20, he was like kind of a computer technician. So you called it back then, you know, like the old school kind. He can take viruses off your computer, shit yeah. like that. Do some, a little bit of network, like small office networking and shit. He was actually pretty good at it, but I, I picked up some things here and there from him, but um, not enough. And I'm not a gamer, don't get me wrong. Like I have a gaming computer, but it's actually like, in order to do the processing, and if I don't do anything in 4K right now, but if I were to actually process in 4K and have multiple cameras handling 4K and doing everything in 4K, my computer needs to be at least three times as powerful as it is right now. And that's well, after rebuilding. No, that, that's, no, that's where video drags everything out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's your most, your the thing that takes up the most space in your processing power is video. I've already filled up a hard drive since I started the show. <laughs> and that's a 250 gigabyte hard drive I already filled it up so. oh yeah no i can totally see it yeah and i had to actually i don't know if any computer nerds out there know what i'm talking about but those of you who do or don't here it is i was running all of it off an old disk drive hard drive and i didn't i didn't know that when you do have one of those hard drives you need to keep it at like no more than 70 percent capacity you need to like clear some shit off your, sh your drive if, if you're running at 99 percent capacity or 90 percent capacity it fucks with stuff i didn't know that it, it's just it gets tired I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> it gets exhausted and i had no idea whatsoever about that and it's um it's a learning process everything about this has been learning and um somebody i don't remember who it was, i think it was clay he said you know Watching you grow, because I, I hit him up when I first started this, but one thing I did for sure when I first started this was I ignored social media for a couple months. I didn't post about the show. I didn't say to anybody I had a podcast other than the people I tried to have on yeah. to do a phone interview with, you know, because I didn't want to I didn't want to use my potential range of social media too early. You wanted to make sure you had a viable product and then yeah. you're going to promote it. You're like, can I actually exactly. show up every week and get good content before I, you know, I try to spam people with before it? I, exactly. Before I'm telling people I have a podcast, I want to make sure I actually have a podcast. Yeah. No, <laughs> that was the key thing. And it's uh, all of these comics right now. The main original reason why I got this idea was because this has been something I've been trying to do for a long time before COVID and before podcasts were popular because I want to do stand-up comedy at some point and right now that's not looking like it's something that's going to be making any money anytime soon. No, it's I mean... So the online stand -up I'm comedy. the out-of-work DJ, you know. We're, <laughs> we're, we're both sidelined right now. I know, and it sucks. And I was already 
convinced that maybe starting a podcast before getting really deep into stand up was the smarter route. You know, like I was gonna get a little bit of um, practice. You know, before I just got up there and because I do write stand up. You know, and I already have been writing, and I was just like, I haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to perform stand up. And this podcast was kind of an outlet for that because I never got the chance to. Well, and that's, you know, and I've learned this because I've done a lot of stuff on camera. Like, I've done a lot of video promo, and I've been in front of crowds, you know, uh, working as a DJ. A big part of it, too, is you just, you, whether or not you're social or not, you got to learn how to be comfortable in front of people and with people listening to you, you know? Like, I walked into this very casual, and you saw how comfortable I was tonight, but it's because I've been doing stuff like this for yeah, three years. thank you again for coming on. Oh, of course, but, y- you know, it's I'm used to this kind of idea. Right. I've been an right. MC, a KJ, a DJ, a guy who just whores himself on videos to get people <laughs> to come to events. Once you do all that stuff, you get really comfortable, but it's not, for very few people, I think it's uh, like a skill that you're just born with. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't born with it. I had to teach myself to do it. Right. And it now it seems so natural for me, but it's because I've been doing it daily for four or five years now. Did you see Ted's trying to start a podcast? I did not. <laughs> Where did, is that on his Facebook? Uh, yeah, he posted it on his Facebook, I think, over the weekend. He was asking for people to reach out to him and help him start a podcast and set up a podcast studio for him or do something like that. Interesting. Did he say what the content it's no, gonna be like, I what, actually hit him up. Format? I was like, hey, dude, I actually run a podcast. I'd be super interested. I'm just helping you out if you need anything uh, free of charge, you know? And then he just left me on red. I was like, oh, well, fuck me, right? <laughs> I would just go fuck myself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because... <laughs> no, it might still be on his Facebook if you check. Um, no, so... I know Anna, my friend Anna Waite, she sent me a screenshot of what, he, what the exact post he said. So I've got... Um, which my phone is currently being used for the Instagram live, so I can't really pull that up. So, <laughs> is there? Oh, you got two people. You got to wave out over there. Oh, let's see here. Wave, wave. Give is there anybody? Love. Is there actually anybody watching? Because I don't have very many followers. We got one right now, and that's Instagram live. No, cool. We're, we're a couple cool. of nobodies right now. <laughs> Check back in a couple well, years. Well, to be fair, <laughs> when I did the live with Dusty, I think my peak was ten. Yeah. In the live, which is pretty good, but that's also my personal Instagram, and I don't like mingling the personal Instagram with this show, just because this is its own thing. It should be um, no. It should be targeted when you cross promote. And uh, the main reason, yeah, exactly. It was it was one of those things. Like it was a special ev- event. It was the the first live music episode I've ever done on the show with Dusty, especially. And you know, it was kind of like one of those things that I wanted to do for him, as far as um, giving him more outreach by the fact that I have over uh, over a thousand followers on my personal and only yeah. only a hundred or so on my podcast. No, you're you're going for the high reach, the high yeah, reach. Yeah, exactly, and. You know, dude, the fucking music sounded so good. Like, th- for some reason, because he played an acoustic guitar and he played it into the mic, he was ne- he was going to, uh, I was going to set him up a pencil mic for the guitar, and he was like, no, no, that's cool. I was like, sure, dude? And he's like, <laughs> and after the fact, he was like, god damn it, you should have set up the fucking pencil mic. Because I fucking told you, dude. I even got the Cahoon out, and we were jamming for a little bit, but we were we were, we were kind of redlining a little bit with the, with the Cahoon, because... You know, we weren't ready for those kind of mixes and levels and stuff. We weren't. We were more. We more prepared for uh, talking podcasts, not for higher levels of uh, decibels. Oh no! Say that. That's that's getting to high level sound tech work there. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. 
<laughs> but you can learn dude and i have been man like that's, you, you gotta struggle through it dude that's how it is in the smartest way that i think that i've uh kind of crossed some of those hoops or or you know whatever cameras um <laughs> cross some of those hoops is um using a soundboard uh i went out and i saved myself some money instead of going out and buying a fucking 500 dollar um, audio interface that converts it to usb which i do recommend if you do to get a usb 3.01 not a usb 2.01 because there really is a fucking difference don't ask me why but there is no it's just so much faster oh fucking hey dude it's but, way faster yeah i'm running mine uh it's a usb 2.0 but basically long story short I was using a bunch of like uh, extenders and splitters off of the front USBs on, on an older PC. Fucking don't do that. Don't do that. You no, guys, every, th every, think about how much power actually goes through these cameras and these units. Well, no, and when every time you use an extender and a splitter, we talk about this in audio, every time you use another connector, you're dropping decibel. Right. Like that connection loses power. Right. And I mean, so yeah. every time you're going to do a connection and a split, you're just you're just hurting yourself. Spend the extra ten dollars. Get the cord that's the length you write. That, right. That's right for you. You know, get the right cord. That's what you got to do. That makes a lot of sense too. Like right now, believe it or not. So this, my cable on my mic is the only mic that's actually a microphone cable. The other two are like light cables. And they didn't know this because I, I ordered them from the music store, and there I just bought them because they're the cheapest ones. But they ended up working for what I'm doing because I'm not doing super high levels and stuff. But it's like basically the next upgrade I'm doing is is that. Like, of among many, but <laughs> well, if Guitar Center is open right now, there's one up by my house off of Curtis, just Curtis and the connector there. Can't remember what that. I think it's Curtis and Fairview. Right. Those guys are dope, dude. They they know me. I've go in. I buy cords about once every month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like they're like, what are you doing? I'm like DJ. And like, oh. Your, your basket makes sense now. <laughs> you bought zero instruments and still spent $100. <laughs> and audio equipment is expensive. But the one thing that I did kind of do uh, that saved me some money was I started out with the soundboard. Uh, and the soundboard does actually have 9 to 10 inputs on it. I think, yeah, 10, 10 inputs on it. Um, which allows me to have up to like three to people on the podcast with, the, uh, with a sound effects board or... Um, Four, four microphones is about the max I want to do, but the best part is I only have one input into the computer. So oh, I yeah. do all the mixing on the soundboard versus having five, six, seven different inputs onto the computer and taking strain on your CPU. Because if you, I'm not running any USB mics. I'm running one USB input into the computer, but all my mics are running. Uh, no, no, straight through one mixer. So your computer's taking one sound. Exactly. The mixer's taking two, you know, well, right now two, it could be two plus. And then combining it into one, one sound. Do you know anything about wave, in, uh, format? Yeah, you got wave audio format. I ha I just kind of was introduced to that recently. By See, I'm not super knowledgeable about it. The one big thing I know is it is the most high quality uh, format of audio you can get. So, like when we talk about club music, so you uh, through different sites to get my music from, I can download like club in three hundred and twenty kilobytes per second. Right. Wave comes in at 2,800 kilobytes per second. Oh, wow. And 320 is the standard. If you go up to the Wave, it's coming at 2,800. Right. It's that clear and clean. <laughs> well, he was telling me that if I were, since I'm really just doing the podcast, I should look into saving my files in Wave format. Um, but kind of, see, and, and I have this whole wall soundproof for that fucking reason right there. 
It's crazy how these mics are doing good. Dude. With the soundproof, it still picks up that little bit of motorcycle going by. They're good mics. But the thing is, like, it's a really fucking loud big hill right there. So people, when they do go up, they send it. And, like, I, dude, I have layers and layers that are packed into this window. Fire hazard, for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> layers and layers of shit packed into this window. Thickness on thickness. Then cardboard. Like, ten layers of cardboard over all the stuff that I have. And then I have... Fucking felt blankets packed on top yeah. of everything else. No, and then egg cartons in the corners, which I still, once I get that curtain, I'm also gonna uh, either do the curtain. I was thinking putting the curtain there for people who aren't watching, sorry, but I was thinking about putting the curtain up in that corner. That way I can still access the door back yeah. there and just have this just little fucking area. So, like, not gonna be able to eat dinner right here anymore, but dedication. Okay, dedication. shit, man. At our age bracket, who actually sits down at a dinner table? I'm Italian. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I, I forget that. If we're, we're going to be doing pasta, we gotta do it at the dinner table. You saw me making garlic bread with fucking mac and cheese. Okay, literally, crab mac and cheese, and I'm like, oh no, I need garlic bread. <laughs> And literally, I'm like fucking five cloves of garlic, smashed, pressed, fresh on this fucking garlic butter I made. You walk in, I'm like, oh, that's a fuckload of garlic. You're like, that's how it's supposed to be. I'm like, bro, I'm pretty sure if you ate this, your toes would curl. Oh, no, no, you don't even understand. I was making pico last week, and I was shaving garlic. Actually, I wasn't, so I was going to shave it real thin, but it's like got the cheese grater and made it real small, like the small setting, so it literally turned it into garlic oil. I put in this mm -hmm. pico de gallo. Me and my family, we do garlic, bro. Just had a... Oh, thank you, sir. No, I had... We had the pico nice and spicy with lots of lime and lots of garlic. Had like 10 people there. I made a shitload of it. It was gone in 10 minutes. Dude, your family seems like a super radical uh, <laughs> unit. You know, it's, an you it's, it's an experience. <laughs> the way you talk about them. It's always in a positive way. It's just like your your mom and your dad are always... Like, they got your back, especially in the... The pandemic, there was... Oh, no, like, and they do. Well, and you saw my Snapchats last week. Like, they got our back, and it's an interesting family. Oh, yeah, <laughs> when Matt was playing the, the drums around the circle fire and shit. I was saying, my cousin and my dad were playing guitar, and they were singing that John Denver, Take Me Home Country Roads. <laughs> That's not that weird of a thing for my family to have happen. <laughs> Dude, Dusty, uh, like, uh, I think we were saying this off air. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody. Uh... Dusty wants to do another show live with uh, his percussionist and maybe his bass player uh, with no podcast, just a live stream. Just, just a show, yeah. Yeah, and you were talking about doing that with me, too. Like, dude, you're just like, dude, you've got this dope-ass studio. <laughs> like, let me come <laughs> over. Do music with <laughs> it. Let me come <laughs> over and bring my DJ gear. Can I just fucking borrow your shit? I'll bring you booze. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's... You have a setup. Let's make the most time out of it. That's literally, I spend so much money in rent here a month that that's why I kind of figured I might as well do something like this because I'm actually getting the most out of my situation. I'm not just living in a good part of well, town. And it's, you know, when we talk about you starting up, uh, my social media followings, like if I come play a show here, we're talking about, I think it's like 900 on Facebook and 800 on Instagram that right. follow me. Right. And so we can make a cross promo set. We can have our friends over, and we can right. just make an event out of it. Dude, that's actually one of the biggest things too. I haven't been posting on is Facebook. Um, and somebody kind of gave me shit about it on, during the show recently. They said, "Dude, what the fuck, man? Like, why don't you? Where's the Facebook?" 
Well, if you have, have the video, if oh. you have the video, you should put it to Facebook. I know, but it's just it's one of those things I forget about it. It's it's, <laughs> it's like Facebook's for family. I have, but I have on my personal Facebook. I have two thousand friends on Facebook that I personally like have interacted with at least once. Yeah, you know, like. Which is a weird thing to say in the modern day and age, but yeah, in order to be friends with somebody on Facebook, you just gotta interact with them one fucking time, <laughs> or oh. have known them, recognize their face, and that qualifies for you to be friends nowadays in 2020. Oh, dude, you know I'm to extreme. So on my Facebook right now, and this is why I like using Facebook as a promotional platform. Like, it's great to catch up with people and be there, but if we're gonna be honest, the promotional aspect of it is huge. I have 4950 friends on Facebook. I'm almost at the cap. Right. It used to be better, though. You, face, face to face used to be better. It originally, when they first dropped, like, the um, the ad situation where you can run promotions, where they first allowed you to do that, and it wasn't all based around the corporations who can give you a fuckload of money, and you can actually just run a genuine ad, and people would actually see it and click on you. Yeah. Dude, I would. I was. I was not even advertising on Craigslist. Like I was making so much money just on the Facebook ads. Well, and so, uh, if do you listen to Gary Vaynerchuk? I don't. I don't. Shout him so, out. So, well, I mean, he's not going to hear this one. It's Gary. Shout him out, like for other people. Oh no! So Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, VaynerMedia. I listen to him. You should listen. To him. Everyone, should, if you want to be influential in the social media space, he talks about like you were just talking about how Facebook used to be cheaper. He talks about which pro uh, platforms are the most affordable for advertising because he talks right. about. He's like five years ago. He says it costs nothing to advertise on Facebook. Yeah, so really, you, it, like it, your price per click was just fucking stupid. You, <laughs> you would spend nothing and have a ton of traffic. And right now, like the guy, he started as a liquor store manager for his father, and then started an online wine store, and now has a hundred million dollar uh, social media marketing company. Dude, I'm looking at nowadays versus what I'd be looking at back in the day. Like I'm, I am looking into getting a website design and all this and that because I just started a. I branched out my my company that I own, and we're doing all the kinds of these new things. Um, but man, it's fucking like I got quoted like a year or two ago from the same guy that gave me the second quote. But he said, "Hey, man, three four hundred bucks, I'll build your website." I just didn't have the money for it at the time. I was like, "Nah, it's not, not something I need." Now that my company is growing at an excessive rate, he kind of he reached out on a cold call to me and was like, "Hey, man, like I see you doing big things with your company. Do you still need a uh, website?" like yeah i do you know i'm gonna put you in touch with my partner why don't you talk to him about it you know and let you guys do your thing he gets back to me my partner does and he's like dude fucking homie wants 5k to fucking build your website and i was like whoa okay see no 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 he thinks you're dumb if he offers that (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like bro tell him to fly a fucking kite bro like we don't we already have a domain name on google like it's not like we need to fucking worry about it we have cmyllc.com already domain so we don't need to Get it right this minute. We can build the website at any time. We have the well, domain. no, and but the thing is, like, I guess, like, I know people who build it for cheaper than that. Exactly. Like, and I, I got a guy who could do a decent one who'd be excited for 150 bucks, or I got someone <laughs> who's gonna, you know, just kill it for you and it'd be four or five hundred. I mean, that's with how the, my with, graphic with designer lady is too. She, she's super rad. She actually she uh, did the graphic design for my album artwork on this. Um, paid her to do it during the first couple of weeks of COVID and she's designing my logo right now, which we're changing the logo to, um, you know what the matador looks like their logo. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They we're doing something just like that, like a Taurus or a bull with the, with the bull ring. Mm-hmm. And then we're just going to do same CMY LLC simple because then we want to, um, 
fucking sell t-shirts and shit that look actually kind of cool because if we're gonna have a brand have a name have something no make it make it accessible don't make it too pigeonholed into exactly it doesn't have to necessarily for for the merch it doesn't have to be tile necessarily exactly you you can also put the shirt that has a cmy and it says tile right well we don't we don't just do tile anymore we're a general contract we're a gc oh okay you're in general because i i know about the tower i know about the general contract oh yeah but now we're a gc so we do everything we totally expanded full-fledged like we subcontract work out to fucking companies that don't do the work that we do personally and then we do a lot of the work ourselves what we can what we can handle but what we don't we get it handled for you Yeah, no, bring it bring in a homie that can make it happen exactly exactly we we take the lifting off your back, you know, and you, you just want us to do something you're like, hey, I need this done, too. All right, cool. We'll figure it out. We'll get you a price. Yeah. You know, don't need you to call 20 people, hire a contractor. No, you just talk to me and I'll get it fixed. You know, that's yeah. what, that's the whole goal of the thing now. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, no I, well, you know, a large part of my upbringing was defined by uh, farming and uh, construction. Right. So my first job was building a uh, pasture, like for for cattle, and I kind of at this point think it was a cruel joke, but it was also really <laughs> good for me. <laughs> my grandfather hires me to build a pasture for him, and he wants these fen- the green fence posts. You've all seen them driving down the road, green fence posts. He wants them two feet deep into the ground. Right. Actually, maybe even been three feet deep. I'm like, that's really deep, and he's like, the second part is is we're doing it next to a gravel pit. So right. gravel, that, that's literally where people just go mine rocks. That's so to get shitty. The, to get the post to where you want them to, you have this like 25 uh, pound post hole hitter and you go like this. And it took on average, I counted it once because I was getting frustrated. It was like 225 hits to get one post done. Fuck. And we did a couple hundred. So with the post hole digger? No, no, not a digger. It's you, you put the, you, you push the, the uh, post into the ground, and then you have a steel tube with oh, a weight on the end and yeah. handles, and you just hold it way above your head, and you come down as hard as you can. Yeah, I know what you're, it's red, bright red. Uh, mine was green, but you know oh. you can get whatever color you want. <laughs> the, okay, so those so, of you who are color specific, <laughs> you can get any. But that was kind. like the, that was like the first job I ever right. had. Was right. that's what you're gonna do? Is you're gonna pound post holes, and you're gonna learn how to weld, and you're gonna string it. <laughs> you're gonna fucking hate it. And you know, two years later, he has me do it one out by the lake where all the ground's soft. It took not 250, took seven hits to get that deep. And I was like, oh, my God, fuck me. Dude, when the ground is hard like that, it just completely makes the job harder. But it what's really kind of what's kind of cool about upbringing like that, though, is ever since that and then going to construction where it's like four degrees outside and I pick up a concrete blanket and the first thing it does is just dump water down my front. Right. And I know I got 12 hours left, like, Going from that to this now, I'm like, oh, God, everything's easy. <laughs> so <laughs> give, me, give me the day in the life of Andy Clemens the right now. The day in the life. Yes. Give me, give me the, the Andy Clemens show. So I guess now, like the day in the life of the Andy Clemens show, it's going to get personal. Let's hear it. I wake up between like 8.30 and 10 every morning, depends on what time I go to bed. Get up, go say hi to the roommates. And then this is the part that people think is weird about me, but I take a bath every morning. Word. Dude, it's it's sick. You get on Twitter, you get on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you get on Twitter, you get on Facebook. You read all the news that's going on. I watch all the sports highlights and just, like, relax for an hour. Like, if you call me during that hour, you don't get an answer. Do not disturb. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll hang up on you and text you and say, 
fuck you. I'll talk to you at noon. <laughs> That's funny shit. I'm gonna have to give that a try. <laughs> it's well, and if you turn on the shower head when you're laying in the bath, it feels like it's a warm uh, rainfall on you, like a tropical right. rainforest. That's how the everyday pretty much starts. And then after that, like, I do, uh, I read a book, do uh, a journal entry, and then practice Spanish every day. Okay. Nice. And, Trying to find some positive things to do because <laughs> I was like, you could be only so angry and pissed and sad all the time. You like, you gotta right. find some positive things. So that's the positive stuff I'm doing, and so that leads you up to like twelve or one, and then that's time to head into the restaurants. And I got projects, got marketing, got a floor to run. Right. One of the one thing I can say about your marketing genius is one of the best things you've told me to do. Actually, it was a small thing, but went far. Was log into my Facebook on a computer. And select uh, send to all my friends on a request to like my business page, and that got me probably like forty likes. It was absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, no, uh, especially depending on what the business is. I, I've little, I even did that. So Sarah Murray owns Meraki Salon. She owns it. Okay. Yeah, no, she's the owner. So me and her did this as like a promo trade because we're both sitting on hella friends. She invited all of her friends to like DJ Bro Chacho on Facebook, and I invited all my friends to, invite, uh, to like Meraki. We both got like 150, 200 likes out of the deal, and I was like, "Why is this not the? Why is this not a networking norm? Right? Man. Like people who are knowing everyone, like let's do this stuff together. Right? And that's that's also why I'm really trying to be adamant about this video part or the portion because like. Now, not only am I doing high quality 1080p video aside from something on my cell phone, I'm not using like I'm not using the cell phone as my main basis of, you know, power and control like some people do. Um, oh, yeah, let's fix that. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, four, eight, six, one. I probably shouldn't save my password for my phone on a podcast. But anyways, none of y'all heard that. <laughs> Are you scared, bitch? Are you scared? Oh, I mean, hackers love me. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and go X on that? Uh, wait, hit cancel. No. Download video, post, share to Instagram, TV, live. There we go. There you go. Boom. And then just start another one. Yeah, Instagram TV live, guys, uh, for those of you who don't know this, only goes for about an hour. <coughs> um, sorry, listeners. At least we don't hit the red marks. Cool. That still didn't even go red. That was in the yellow. So at least nobody's eardrums are broken. Um, but yeah. So Instagram Live only goes for about an hour. Uh, and on all the other podcasts, I have actually just not hit it. But, you know, I'm trying to pay attention to these things. And it's really ironic that it's being brought up right now because we're talking about it. Um, I'm trying to get to the point where a lot of clout and a lot of exposure to um, people who follow you and people who watch you. You know, there's there's a big base of people who don't watch or listen to podcasts on YouTube or um, even maybe on uh, their phones and things like that. A lot of them just go to Instagram. And some people, I have a complete basis of people who know about my show just based off my Instagram clips, you know, and they see it on my story, this, that, and another. So they don't actually go out of their way to go listen to the show. But they're like, oh, no, I saw that clip of Jerry. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I got to keep now they're kind of expecting that for me, you know. Well, and that's that's where you can go on Facebook, too. So you look a lot of the big YouTuber guys, they create edits, whether it's a right. gamer or someone who has a podcast or someone who just does their normal show. You do the edits like a highlight reel. Right. So the normal show, like we're going to go an hour and have two hours tonight. Pick like the 
two minutes of shit that's actually funny and really good. Exactly. Because yeah. I'll be honest, I'm not perfect. Who knows that this is actually good? Right. Let's take the two minutes that's good, and then that's the edit that goes on right. Facebook. And that's why I'm super excited about this episode because I do have the new workhorse of a computer. I do have the capability, and I finally learned how to overclock all, like, I had a lot of really good components on my computer, but I didn't know how to access the full potential of them. Yeah. Um, and which is something that you can do if you don't know how to do this is called overclocking. Um, and overclocking is basically when you do have sufficient airflow or sufficient cooling in your PC or your tower. It gives you the opportunity to overpower your shit. So essentially, it uh, changes the coding in your uh, processor and in your video graphics card to run at a fucking higher performance than it's graded for, you know? Yeah. Which doesn't actually hurt it because they have the cooling fans, they have the capability to run at these hotter temperatures and to run at this higher performance rate. Um, and I finally learned how to do all this. So right now my fucking processor is running like a fucking... fucking <laughs> it's full capacity right now. It's being accessed. Um, and I'm going to have that same capacity and power when I'm editing. Um, and that's a big fucking thing, man. Like, and uh, again, right now I am recording in 1080p, but I'm only posting in 720. So that is a big thing too. That helps. Um, well, that's that's something I've heard a lot of too. Is most people, if as long as you hit 720, no one's ever upset. They're totally no, fine. Yeah, as long as you got it, 720, it, it comes down to your content should be quality, but you're not losing viewers over right. 4K. Exactly, you're not. And I actually do. I have some funny story. I have this 2.7K camera that i got you know and it's uh if you go look up on amazon they run for about 150 200 bucks um 4k or 2.7k 36 megapixel cameras um and this thing looks badass but it's a piece of trash complete paperweight like if you try to use like there's a usb uh camera setting on it that allows you to use it as a webcam complete trash firmware that literally crashes your computer doesn't make my computer crash like my computer is so strong that it handles it but it makes the video and the audio yeah no just get get super laggy everything it fucks everything up just the 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 software on it the coding in it just completely fucks everything up right um so that has one thing i can give advice to anybody that i've already tried to like steer towards starting a podcast is if you do do this guys do not run webcams do not run um nice cameras with webcam settings on them, like your, your DSLR cameras, your Nikon cameras that you shoot photos with that have that setting, um, buy a video capture card. Um, and what these are is they are completely separate units that plug into the USB 3.0 or USB 2.0 on the computer. Um, and these are units that you plugged an HDMI cable directly into and it converts that HDMI uh, live feed from the camera into a USB camera. It's actually taking a lot less off of your computer because it's all being ran on that little card itself, not on the, the motherboard or on the graphics card or on the processor. So if you are going to start a podcast or get in anything along those lines, get video graphic capture cards, get a good video card, get a good processor. Don't use a bunch of webcams, find a good software and one of the problems, like I said, that I was telling you, the, the 720 thing that I'm running into is right now I'm everything that I'm paying for. Like I have Adobe Photoshop Pro, um, but their editing software is super expensive. Like you have to pay for the Adobe program for photo 
and then the video package on top of it, which which is literally the same price. So you're paying 15 a month for one of them, and then 15 a month to be able to edit videos. So right now, what I'm using, um, but that gives you the access to 4K and 10. Uh, actually, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. So 30 all in. Yeah. Actually, it's not that bad. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm gonna call bad. you out right now. It's not that bad. Pony up, big dog. <laughs> Thirty is not it's bad. Not that bad. And Dude, so, I'm 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 paying ten bucks a month just to have Microsoft Word, Excel, right. and PowerPoint. Right. Like that's, that's not also, bad. But that's also right now I'm paying just to have my platform. I pay monthly for that. What is what is the monthly to have a platform? Because I know so, a lot of people are curious about this. I've thought about starting a podcast. I pay for a regular podcast host account, which puts me on Spotify. That was the hardest part, by the way, is getting on an RSS feed for and getting your uh, RSS feed approved for Apple and Spotify. That itself took me two and a half, three weeks of just trying to figure out how to do it, trying to get approved, um, paying somebody who was a videographic designer to do my logo and to make my logo the correct size that would work with Apple and Spotify. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work. Um, but monthly it costs me about $15 a month to have, a, to have, okay. So access. no, say like, I mean, that's something obviously that's, over, that's over with unlimited hours of posting and so see I like can, over, over a year, you know, what is that? You're going to spend, you're going to spend 150 bucks, but that's really not bad. No, not at all. Like not at people all. spend so much more money for so much less, you know, you know, to get my music, like some of the, some of the, uh, Licensing. pools the pools were on because if you get it from the pool you pay a monthly fee and you can get as much as you want right but if you do that like it's still just that record pool alone is 50 bucks a month and you probably want two of them so that being said it's only that much a month because i pay for unlimited access to hours you know so if I were to just run a free podcast, um, you can post maybe about two, well, two to three hours a month. I think yeah. maybe five. I think it might the top is, is five hours per month, maybe. But if you're posting a weekly episode, you're capping it. It might be even three hours because I, I remember like even just starting out, the first thing I went and did was like, no, I need to have the ability because I reached my cap super quick. I was like, fuck, dude, like I need to have. I, I did one show. <laughs> yeah, I did. And. <laughs> The biggest thing about this show I've learned is actually being uh, super, super strict about the fact that I have guests. Nobody gives a shit about Casey, me, whatever this is. Nobody yeah. fucking cares. They care about what this is right here, what we are doing, what we're talking about. Um, the person that comes on, you know, the culture I'm bringing with that person. Like, they, that's what's really giving a shit about. Uh, not me. If I were to sit here and ramble, blah, 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 just sit here in the microphone, nobody would fucking listen. You know, and it's, it's, um, you're fine. Oh, no, it's saying, no, if you're going to go the Rush Limbaugh route, that's another way to go. <laughs> more dangerous, definitely more dangerous. I mean, you, you can be an absolute wizard with what you do on those things. Like if, if you're, don't get me wrong, you can do that. You can do it right. No, no, you can do good. the solo show, but the amount of content that has to be just so hard, you know, like, like that top quality, perfect content it's really tough to and get perfect any... editing and perfect video and just the clickbaity the, the, perfect if you notice all the best podcasters have they always have guests because you need that dialogue mm -hmm. guests or previously established fame but you oh uh, well you can you can build well, look that at the fame. bill burr show he talks by himself on every monday like 
the, well, uh, that's, the that's, morning, uh, Monday morning well, podcast. Well, I guess this might be kind of a dated example. That's why I use uh, Rush Limbaugh. Which I'm... Honestly, I know the name, but remind me. Try to so it's... I'm not... He's one of the most divisive guys in American politics. He's hella conservative, uh, a syndicated yeah, show across yeah. all of America. Love or hate what he has to say, the man knows how to get viewers and how to put together two hours of content every day. Right. Very few people can do that, you know? There's another guy um, on Instagram. I don't know if you've watched the Instagram TV politics videos where he says, turn your phone to the left real quick. You're scrolling, and it's like an Instagram TV video. He's talking, and he says, hold up. And he says, like, a, a catch line. Not a catch line, but says something, like, about politics. And then he's like, well, turn your phone to the right. And then you turn your phone, and it shows a full screen, but Instagram TV doesn't exit it out or, like, make you click anything. Okay. And your phone on Instagram doesn't have a lock portion or a lock settings. So like, it's always vertical. But, like, it gives you the ability to be watching Instagram and suddenly have full immersive on the, on the screen. And he, like, actually taught you... Subliminal, subliminally turn the phone bring me your attention yeah interesting oh god yeah, that's it's super so interesting. ingenious it's so ingenious because the second you turn your phone you're still scrolling you're not locked in you don't have yeah. to you can literally keep scrolling down and turn your phone back but you're you motive you uh consciously turn the phone and come in on onto the what he's saying you know, yeah. your attention is just grabbed. It is absolutely fucking wizardry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking wizard, Harry. This is some Hogwarts <laughs> shit. I'm telling you, like, this guy is a genius, and he's a stand-up comedian. Um, but uh, go to go to Instagram right now. Open Joe Rogan's Instagram. Um, and then the first thing that you will find is... Um, a couple posts by him recently and he posted the guys he, he posted one of his videos on his on his instagram within the last week so <coughs> jesus christ white claws ladies and gentlemen drink truly's white claws are for pussies okay what's the name the only video i see in the past week is of a puppy which i'm not mad about 